0: wanted to make note that a previous uh, episode of Faked was um, corrupted, so you may have listened to a small part of Fake Wagyu Beef. I will be redoing that episode. Uh, it was very interesting and very informative, and I believe um, it's something that you guys will love as well. And, um, you know, it's it's something we consume. You know, it's beef. If you're going out to a fancy restaurant, you're going to want to know. But anyways, this episode is not about beef. This one is about books so it's not the b-word but um we're gonna be talking about fake books counterfeit books we're gonna be talking about something that um unfortunately plagues the market okay so according to reliable news sources about 34 percent of books sold are counterfeit fake um whether that's textbooks ebooks you know just regular books just regular books um you know are fake, and it's kind of crazy because it's something you don't really consider to be fake. Uh, you're like, also, you know, it's books, you know, the as long as you're reading, you know, as long as you're reading, you uh, it doesn't matter if they're fake or not. Well, wrong because we need um, authors to be incentivized to continue to sell, write books, and what better motivation than making a full profit on something that you have spent years on? So very important stuff. Books have always kind of been a huge commodity. Uh, less so now than it was back in the day. Back in the day, wars were fought over books. You know, books were used as a currency. You know, if you looked in somebody's library, it was something to behold. It was like uh, a garage today, or like maybe an art wall, where you walk into somebody's uh, you walk into somebody's uh, house and it's like, oh my gosh, this library is so expansive. Look at these books. These books are just Amazing, You know, we're talking about War and Peace. We're talking about these books that were just so expensive that nearly 90% of the, the nation could not afford them. That's why if we're looking at uh, books from Thomas Jefferson's library, they go for astronomical amounts of money just because of the, the, the time frame. You know, it was just it was rare to have people took such special care of their books. That's not the case anymore. If not... Um, we have these alternatives that are, you know, ebooks where you, you, know, you the most you can do is just delete them. Uh, you can't really uh, take care of them or things like that. So books have always been very important. So that kind of gives way to this counterfeiting industry um, as well as textbooks, because you can count counterfeit one thing, you know, um, like uh, Harry Potter books, you know, you could counterfeit those. Most people might be able to tell a difference, but These are people, uh, you know, they spent five years. J.K. Rowling spent five plus years on writing these books and, you know, made billions of dollars off of it. But if you're talking about textbooks, these are new things coming out every year. So textbooks, it's actually more plaguing in the textbook industry than any other industry uh, or sub-industry within the book realm. So we're going to be talking about textbooks. That's very important because that's huge. Um, It was like something like 30 out of 34 textbooks um that they sampled on uh Amazon purchases were fake 30 out of 34 wow that is insane so that's that's a huge a huge part of this market huge is uh textbooks we can we can talk about like you know uh old books antique books things like that uh, smaller books children books all these things uh, play a much smaller uh you know percentage in this market but most of it is uh, textbooks so we went over why, why books were, um, why books were valuable, uh, back in the day and why they are still, because it's a way to convey information that that has changed now because we have blogs, we have all these online informations. Most people don't even uh, have the tactile feel of a book anymore. So obviously back in the day, books were worth, just worth so much more, um, So that's why it has value is because it was an information vessel. You could buy it and you learned, you know, you could just sit there and whether it was fiction or nonfiction, you could just eat it up. Okay. Books had substance. They still do, but you know, everybody's whoever, everybody with a face and fingers has a book now. uh, So it's not as uh, desolate as it was back then. You know, people weren't making books left and right just because they, um, they can sing or something like that. So they write a cookbook like now, um, which is just, it's awful, but that's a whole nother, um, not a podcast, but a whole nother uh, conversation. So let's get into how do we identify counterfeit books and textbooks, okay? So first off, you're going to want to compare the book to a copy from the publisher. So if you do happen to have maybe repeat books and you're kind of looking through, uh, let's say you're at a I'm trying to maybe an auction or like something like a wholesale and you've got multiple books by each other. That's an easy way. Okay. That's the easiest way. Um, So variations between the legitimate um, exemplar and the counterfeit may be slight and difficult to detect, but if you've got two right next to each other, that is the easiest way to do it because you are just uh, miming, you know, you're just looking at one and the other, you're just mirroring between the two. So that's, that's great, but not always are you going to have two copies Um, Which then we, you know, we're going to continue into the more investigative side. So besides conducting the side-by-side comparisons, um, we should look at uh, these other factors, which are source, price, condition, quantity offered, and online feedback. So if you are looking at purchasing online, you may want to look at the source. Where are you getting this book from? Is it like textbooks.scam.org? You know, if that's coming up, I'm, I'm going to place my wager on scam there. Or if it's just from like some seedy website, we've talked about this. If you look back, um, there's online websites, fake ones, where people will just set up shop. And they'll just sell whatever they can get. So, you know, maybe around school start time, they're going to offer substantially lower prices on these fake websites. But guess what? You're going to buy it and you're not going to get anything in the mail. And if you do, it's going to be maybe fake. Uh, And it's just going to be like crappy PDF versions of it that are blurry and blah and just garbage. And maybe it doesn't have like an authentication code. So you're kind of just screwed overall. So that brings us to the next one is price. So if the price is too good, obviously do not buy it. Um, A rental is also a great way to... To get around that price. So if you are looking to rent uh, Chegg.com or .org or whatever, they offer really good um, rentals, which is nice because who the heck keeps their book? You know, rentals is how it should be. Nobody should have to buy a textbook, in my opinion. Let's not get political, though. Okay, so condition. So if it's, like, too good to be true, if it's, a, you know, if it's an older book, then obviously you've got a fake on your hand or a gem on your hand. So that's why you're going to have to consider some of these... These later uh, traits that we look at, so quantity offered. If there's a limited, you know, release of this, and maybe they're offering hundreds of these books, maybe it'd be a little dubious. Okay, maybe if there is a limited time only and they only offered fifty, if they're selling hundred online, that's going to be an issue. So, just look into that. Look into, uh, you know, just some of the logical offerings there, and um, of course, online feedback. If you do look at some of these websites, maybe look into the BBB. Look into. Um, if you're on Amazon and you're looking at some of their views, and you know, they come back as saying, Oh my gosh, like it was just a picture of a squirrel and it was supposed to be war and peace, you know, and maybe they just send you something crappy. So always look at the online feedback. That's good. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to hide some of that stuff, especially um, on platforms like Amazon where they don't allow you to, um, you know, get rid of negative, uh, negative reviews and things like that so that's that's also important when in doubt always look at the online feedback um if it's a facebook ad look in the comments people are very quick to let you know that um a product sucks that's kind of the market of play there so if none of those work we're going to go into some of the more specifics here okay first you're going to want to look at the dimensions so if they do offer um The dimensions, maybe online, it's not that common of something, uh, whether that's the height, width, or bulk of it. A lot of people don't offer that, but if you're familiar with a book and they do put that out there, I would say make sure um, that they're they're even, you know, not just close, but even. Make sure the weight is there. Make sure the height is there. Make sure the width is there because that's going to be very a tell-all to what's going on. Um, All right. So next up, this is this is um, funny because they say never judge a book by its cover. But in this case, do judge this book by its cover because we need to look at the cover. The cover sometimes is the hardest to replicate because it is the biggest marketing face of that particular book. So they're going to be putting a lot of effort into it. You've got imposing. You've got um, maybe a, a foil foil thing on it to where it maybe shines a bit uh you know the stock of it the everything so look at the cover stock okay is it thick or is it cheap is it just paper like i mean paper basic stock paper or is it a nice gloss and a beautiful just um a beautiful covering you know for the book because the counterfeiters are not going to spend the time to do that. They just want to get this out there. They don't want to spend the amount of money that it takes to uh, sell this at a discounted price, you know, because they want to outpace the price, the low price that they're doing. And if they put, spend all the money on this, then clearly they're going to um, sell it at a loss. So that's important. So cover images and copy Um, clarity. We look at clarity, whether it's blurry or not, because it's going to be, if remember, you know. again judge the book by the cover if it's clear that's good you know if it's blurry that's not real (laughs) like there's no unless it's um a book on like why you should get glasses and intentionally blurred the front or something like that so always be looking at that proportions make sure everything's aligned properly nothing's too out of whack okay color saturation make sure it is vivid they are going to make sure it is vivid it's not going to be um It's not going to be like off contrast. It's not going to be just, it's not going to be dull looking. It's going to bam, grab your attention. Okay, so fonts, make sure everything's up to par there. And then look at the back cover copy. Is that also um, equal with the front? Is it very similar? Is it, does it look like it was coming coming out of the same printer? So this was another thing we talked about was the specialty finishing on that book. So embossed, raised text. You know, if you could run your finger over that, chances are it's real because that's hard to do. Um, gloss matte. We talked about gloss matte. So if it's matted, feel that. You know, if it feels like a fuzzy peach, perfect. Gloss, great. Uh, UV varnish, foil stamping, etc. Okay. So next look at the barcode label. Is the barcode label clear for one? Okay. Then what you can do now is scan that bad boy. Get a barcode scanner on your app or as an app and then scan it and see what comes up if it's wrong mm, okay that's a clear sign that it's fake so spine look at the clarity the proportions color and font so the spine's just as important if it's if it's thin it's going to be a little harder but you know the robust spine of a book is uh valuable real estate as well so they're going to spend a lot of time making that look awesome okay so if all that's passed the litmus test, we're gonna be cracking open this book and looking at the text. Okay, so let's look at the text uh, paper. So opacity. Look at the uh, the pages. Is there a um, show through? You know, if it's thin, chances are that's probably not what they're gonna go with. Most place, most um, authors are gonna want a thick paper just because of the tactile feel of it. Plus, you don't want ever reflections on the. The back paper, as you're kind of coming through it, you don't want light shining through because then it makes it harder to read. So that's that's very important. So bulk and thickness. Uh, we just talked about the pages. So making sure that those are nice, that they're nice paper. Nobody wants garbage, just printer paper as a book. That's not good. If you've ever read a book from, uh, front to back. It's just, it's not a good feeling. Uh, so they, they have nice paper. They they spend money on the paper and the paper is a big component of a book. I mean, it's all paper. So next look at the color is the color like printer paper again, like just bam white. That's a huge hit because most of the time they're going to give you that cream look because it's actually easier on the eyes So it's it's like an off-white. It's never really white-white. It's like an eggshell or like a beige, but just like a real light beige because it's easier on the eyes. And you're going to not want to strain your way through these books. They want you to get through this book so you can start on the next one. Okay, so finish. Feel that paper. Give it a feel, okay? And if it feels nice and just like good to the touch, not exactly a tell-all, but you know this all uh, this all pays a tribute to this what paper quality they used so and if you do have the side to side book and it passed the cover test and you feel the paper on the one and feel the other or does it feel rougher or smoother then you can actually start to okay well maybe this one might be fake so next up let's move to text printing okay so we've already looked at the paper but let's look at the ink okay look at the density of it does it look professionally done or does it look sloppily inkjet uh what's the color look like is it black or is it gray or is it you know does the toner kind of come in and out because that's not going to happen okay if there happens to be a lot of images maybe like even on harry potter they'll show like the um the maps and like maybe uh one of the um the house emblems and stuff like that what do those halftones look like? Do those look legit? Do they look um, expensively printed? Uh, what do the photos look like? Do they look like garbage? Are they blurry? I mean, that's an issue. So look look through all the photos. Look through the screens. Look through the tints. Make sure it's all up to par. If you spent money on this book, you. I mean, I, I personally like to appreciate my books. I have a library at home. It's decently vast. And I like to appreciate I like when people come in and, oh, hey, can I borrow that? I want to make sure it's good. I want to make sure it's solid. I don't want it to be a fake book. Plus, I want most of the authors that I support, I want them to continue to do their things. So, look at the clarity. Look at all that stuff. Um, grainy, dark, blurry. What is it? If it's any of those, that's not a good sign. So, next up, let's look into the binding, okay? What does the appearance look like of the binding itself? Um so the spine and the formation—is it formidable? Does it look like it was stacked by a professional? It is are there some pages maybe uh, ill-lengthed where it's it's kind of choppy? That's a huge thing because these are professional publishing companies; they're not messing that up. Okay, so look at these scoring. Um, so the cover hinge scoring—check that out. You know, what does it look like? Is it is it solid? Is it is it um, is it perfect? That's a huge thing. Is it perfect? Is it cut perfectly? Is it, um, is it just holding the pages together? That's so important because it's actually really hard to do. Um, I don't know if you've ever made like a, a book at home or... I think we had like some art project where we had to make a book and it was just so bad. I mean... Which brings us to the next uh, next thing, which is adhesion, okay? What's the color of the glue look like? The color of the glue should disappear. It shouldn't be yellow like wood glue. Um, what, or the smell of it shouldn't be lingering. You shouldn't, you know, the beautiful smell of a book? You shouldn't be smelling the glue. Like, that's a huge thing is binding with adhesion. So they got to make sure that that is, that's not even part of it, okay? The adhesion has disappeared. It's gone. So that's that's huge. So always be paying attention to that. right look at the end sheets look at the inserts if it happens to be a particular book to where they have inserts to them make sure they're there for one make sure they are solid because they will be a different um if you've ever had a book to where they have like an insert that's a different uh, paper like a different feel to it it'll be maybe matte versus the rest will be uh, glossy or vice versa check that out make sure it's in there make sure it's good make sure it's clear the alignment's good the um the images are solid. Just make sure that it's solid because this is a book that you bought. You want to make sure it is it is good. So, all right. Here's kind of the last but not least thing, but we need to look at the, whether it has missing pages, kind of scroll through it. Make sure there's no misspellings too. That's a huge thing. Um, you know, if, they're, if they, most of the time they can't just copy and paste this book because uh, it's really hard to do because even the online ones, they just don't have a PDF that makes it accessible because they don't want people just copying and pasting it. So it'll be locked. You can't just copy and paste. So what they'll do is maybe an auto-generated grab, and then they'll paste it, and some of that will misgrab. And it'll look terrible, and there'll be a lot of miss- missing pages, whether it'll be page numbers or just pages in general. There'll be a lot of mistakes. And, uh, maybe they'll go back to edit most of that, but, but, you know, some of it gets through if you're talking about 400 pages. Okay. Look at the, look at the ISBN number. Is that incorrect or is it correct? But, um, but also fake. So there's also that, that thing. So make sure you're looking at the different, the inconsistent pageation, um, just to make sure that it corresponding two, three, four, five, six, seven, if you're looking through the pages and everything is bam, 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 bam choreo, um, choreographical. So. I don't think I said that right, but yeah, just it's all in number, it's numerical order. That's what I was looking for. Okay, so make sure that is there. So, guys, that is that is fake books. Um, I know it's school season now. You're going to be getting some books, maybe uh, around the half semester when you change classes. Make sure to look um, look at these books. Make sure they're and I'm sure maybe maybe we just don't care because these aren't books you're keeping. These aren't books that um, that are. Plus, it's. You know, the the school books kind of are a scam in itself just because they are so expensive and you only need them for such a small amount of time. That's why I always recommend getting the rentals of them because the rentals are good. Plus, it makes you take better care of them because you have to return them at the end of the year. So, guys, that is it for um, the fake books. Uh, We could could sit here and talk about um, maybe antique books, but a lot of the stuff that we just talked about plays into that. There are some specific nuances for uh specific books if you're talking about like maybe a an old warm piece and and it's such a large book uh, you look at the binding you look at all this kind of stuff there are some specifics to some books whether the the pages are riffly where some are offset on purpose to make it rigid and um just things like that. So make sure everything's solid in these books, and I think you'll be good. You know, your library at home will be massive. It'll be great. It'll be real. It'll be you know, like you did your studying. You did, you did what you needed to do to make sure your library is in tip top shape. Because I think libraries are kind of coming back. I think um, when some when I walk into a house, I like to look at books they're reading. You know, because that's whether it's fiction. Maybe we can talk about more fictional things or nonfiction. We can talk about history. We can talk about you know. Uh, Just world events or maybe favorite celebrities. I'm not huge on that. But guys, that is it for this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed. This was fun. Um, I I do like the book one. We're going to get back on that YG one. So be prepared to uh, meet your maker with that one. So remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.